It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Coming to you from the heart of Silicon Valley, this is CUDA Confidential, the official podcast of the San Jose Barracuda, AHL affiliate of the San Jose Sharks. Now, here's your host, Nick Nolenberger. Hello, Barracuda fans, and welcome to another edition of CUDA Confidential. I'm Nick Nolenberger. In this episode, we'll recap the Barracuda's two games over the Thanksgiving holiday against the San Diego Goals, and we'll chat with the manager of sales and service for the Barracuda, Samantha Davis. After back-to-back losses to the San Diego Goals the prior weekend at the SAP Center, the Barracuda hoped the road would solve their woes. Unfortunately, at 5.42 of the first period on Wednesday, San Diego's Nicholas Bruyard would open up the scoring for the Goals with his second tally in as many games, extending his point streak to four consecutive outings. Turnover force, Larson will go D to D. Bruyard shot from the right point. This one will count. They score. And the goals, they had their first tally wiped off the board by a high touch. That was another pretty close tip, but I think this one will count. At 1447, the Barracuda would manage to tie the game up as Jaden Holmgawax rushed up the right wing side of the ice and backhanded a shot over the left shoulder of goaltender Lukash Dostal to tie the game up at one apiece. It's one by San Jose in their own end. Chichek will race it behind his net. It's touched back to center. Holmgawax has a step, works in, tries to get on the backhand. He scores! Jaden Holmgawax down the right wing side. He sneaks one just past the left arm of Dostal on the backhand, and the Barracuda have tied it up at 1-1. In the second period, tied at 1-1, the goals would take their lead back, as former Barracuda defenseman Greg Patteron would wire one in from the point on the power play. Along with Trevor Carrick, Braden Tracy, and Greg Patteron. Patteron's going to hold the O-line. Here's a shot, scored! Greg Patteron from the midpoint. A bomb and the goals take a 2-1 lead as Patteron has his first of the season and it comes against his former club. Less than four minutes after Patteron's goal, the goals would add on to their lead as Vincent Marlowe would jam in his first of his pro career. Barracuda down by one. It'll be lugged through center by Magna. Right side now for Hamlin. Poked off of his blade, and it's going to be a three-on-one for San Diego. Adam Moisson, near side for Tracy, a safe Sachenko, and on a second attempt, they score. Vincent Marlowe has his first in the AHL. 
Sanchel. Came off of a rebound as Sanchenko was on his stomach. Reverse Snow Angel. And Marlowe catches it. And the goals have a goal from their fourth line as Vincent Marlowe has his first in the AHL. Down by a goal entering the third period, the Barracuda had work to do. Unfortunately, San Diego's Braden Tracy would push the lead up to three just a minute and 53 seconds into the third. Weiger lost his footing, allows for the goals to hold it in the attacking zone. Hunter Drew trying to shed Malosh up to the point for Jacob Larson. The Swedish defenseman back down low, came off the stanchion, in front for Braden Tracy, backhands one in. Oh, that's just an unfortunate sequence for the Barracuda. That puck came right off the stanchion, caromed in front to Hunter Drew, ends up on the stick of Braden Tracy, and Tracy snaps it in. It's a 4-1 San Diego lead. Then at 7.02, Tracy would all but put the game out of reach with his second of the third period at 7.02. Nick Merkley got inside positioning. Somehow Patteron able to stay with it, and the goal's possessed now. Shot on net, Tracy tips it, and he scores. It's 5-1 San Diego, and the floodgates have opened for the goals. Lukasz Dostal would pick up the win while Zach Sachenko suffered his second straight loss at the hands of the goals. After Thanksgiving off, the Barracuda would look to get back on track on Friday and look to snap their three-game skid in the final meeting of four straight against San Diego. Unfortunately, the Barracuda's trend to get off to slow starts continued, and former Barracuda forward Danny O'Regan would open up the scoring at 16:54 on the power play. Five goals went 2-4-3 on the power play. On Wednesday, they enter tonight's game second overall in the league on the man advantage at 24.5%. Barracuda, they're 29th in the league on the penalty kill at 73.9%. There's a shot from the right point. Rafferty scores. Well, that didn't take long, just three seconds, and I think it's going to be Danny O'Regan's goal. It will be. He was punted in the high slot, and he gets a stick on it, and San Diego waits. Three seconds into the power play to take a one nothing lead. In the second period, the Barracuda would go on to the power play. And while up a man, they would give up a breakaway opportunity to former Barracuda forward Buddy Robinson. But Alexei Melnichuk would come up large. In the second period, one nothing lead for the goals. Barracuda on their third power play. Here's a short and a chance for Buddy Robinson. A breakaway on a pitch by Kenyazev. And a save is made by Melnichuk. On the same power play, the Barracuda would manage to tie it up as Joachim Blickfeld wired in his fourth of the season and his first on the road at 4.05. Kerr trying to fire it up the wall. Second attempt is going to be held in on the right point by Ryan Merkley. Right side now for Nick Merkley. Near side, Blickfeld! He scores! Joachim Blickfeld has his fourth power play goal of the year, and we are tied at 1-1. Tied at 1-1, the goals would find a way to take the lead back. At 12-02, Braden Tracy, who scored twice in the victory on Wednesday, would light the lamp again for his fifth of the year. Vincent Marlowe will swing it down low. Braden Tracy turns, shoots, scores! Braden Tracy to skate above the goal line. He had no one pressuring him. 
And somehow he sneaks it short side on Alexei Melnichuk, who has made some just brilliant saves tonight. But he's unable to secure and seal the left post. And somehow Tracy's able to sneak it past him. No one picked up Tracy. Everybody kind of backed off. Reaching at him was Chichak. And Tracy, who had two goals in the victory on Wednesday, has another one here. And somehow he gets it under the left arm of Alexei Melnichuk. And the goals have taken their lead back. San Diego up by a goal would enter the third and add on to their lead as Bryce Kindop at 13-29 would make it 3-1 goals. 2-1 lead for the goals. Live from the Pajanga Arena. 6.35 remaining in regulation. Here's a chance for the goals and score. Bryce Kindop back post. Beautiful setup by Limoges. It's a power play goal for San Diego. And they're up by two. With their net empty and an extra attacker on the ice, the Barracuda managed to make things interesting in 1923. As Joachim Blickfeld would score again to cut the lead down to one. And again, into the corner near side. Tracked down by Holbox. Now Blickfeld, 41 seconds remaining in the third. 3-1 goals lead. Blickfeld, one-timer, scores! It comes with 36.8 seconds remaining in the third period. Hard to tell if that puck got tipped. Certainly looked like it changed direction. The Barracuda would get an opportunity in the waning seconds of regulation, but it wasn't meant to be. And Buddy Robinson would race up the ice and pot his first of the year on the empty net. Oh my, what a chance. It was centered for Nick Merkley. Sticked away Erickson. Next seven seconds remaining. Shot by Blickfeld. Blocked. And now Buddy Robinson, empty netter, scores. And Robinson throws the monkey off his back in celebration. He's got his first as a goal. It comes with point four left. And San Diego's going to make it wins in four straight. With the loss, the Barracuda have now dropped four straight and dropped all four consecutive games against San Diego. The Barracuda were scheduled to play another game over the holiday weekend on Saturday against the Ontario Reign. But a building malfunction caused the ice at the Toyota Arena to melt, causing Ontario to postpone both its game on Friday against Bakersfield and its game against the Barracuda on Saturday. Meaning the Barracuda would hop on the bus after Friday's loss to the goals and make its way back up to Northern California. On Sunday, it was announced that the Sharks would be placing forward Evander Kane on waivers. And if cleared, he'd be reassigned to the American Hockey League's Barracuda. That's exactly what happened on Monday as Kane was not claimed by an NHL club and in turn was reassigned to the Barracuda. On Tuesday, Kane skated with the team and addressed the media following practice. Um, I am, uh, I'm under contract with the Sharks. They've sent me down. I have uh, shown up and uh, will continue to show up. And um, I look forward to uh, whatever is to come here in the next uh, week or so. Kane is not expected to make his Barracuda debut this upcoming weekend in Abbotsford, but could debut the following Tuesday against the Stockton Heat. When we come back, we'll be joined by the manager of sales and service for the Barracuda, Samantha Davis. He scores! The 
San Jose Sharks Audio Network is on 24 hours a day. Whether you're in the office or on the go, make sure that you download the Sharks SAP Center app presented by Western Digital and hit listen anytime. You can also find us on your computer by going to sjsharks.com slash listen. If it's a game broadcast, breaking news, or a player feature, the place to find it is right here on the San Jose Sharks Audio Network. You're listening to Barracuda Hockey. Welcome back to Cuda Confidential. We are very pleased to be joined by the manager of sales and service, Samantha Davis. Sam, I know it's been a bit of a whirlwind for you to make your way out west. You're coming all the way from South Carolina, but we're excited to have you. We're excited for what's to come. Thank you, first of all, for hopping on. And how are things going for you as you make the adjustment from East Coast living to the West Coast? Yeah, thanks for having me. Super excited to be part of the team um, and and to be on with you today. Um, it, you know, it's it's just it's different. I've you know I've, been, I've had the opportunity to uh, to be all over in, in different cities. So um, this is just a new exciting city to explore. Um, one that's that's very different. Um, and uh, you know, the love for hockey just in this city is amazing. Um, and I'm I'm just excited to be a part of it. One thing that I've noticed with you is you're not scared of taking a leap, you know, going for an adventure. When we first met, we were just rolling through a little bit about your your background. You've worked in the NFL. You've worked in high-level minor league baseball. You've worked in the ECHL. Your most recent stop was in South Carolina with the Stingrays. So it doesn't matter what league, what sport, what city, you're, you're willing to give it an opportunity. So I want to go way back to where it all began. I, I want to hear about your story. And now that you find yourself in San Jose in the American Hockey League, it's just another step, another chapter in your book. But take us back to when it when it all started. Where have you where have you been? Where have you worked? What's your background? Yeah, so I'm um, born and raised in New Jersey. Um, so I was actually a figure skater and a hockey player there. Um, always been into sports. Um, that took me to Lynn University in, in Boca Raton, Florida. They had a, a great sports management program. Um, and that's where I, I did an internship for the Florida Panthers. And, uh, and that's really where it all started. It started in, in group sales there um, as an intern. And, you know, that's, that's kind of where it, it has led me uh, this whole time, really. But, um, you know, from, from Florida, um, as you mentioned, worked um, some high-level sports. So um, brought me to the New Jersey Devils. Um, it brought brought me to the New York Jets, where I helped start the group sales department. Um, it brought me to Charlotte, uh, North Carolina, for uh, the Charlotte Knights. Um, to the Barclays Center for for everything that they did there: Islanders, Nets, uh, family shows, boxing. Uh, Oklahoma City Dodgers, and then, uh, as you mentioned, ECHL hockey um, for the Stingrays in Charles, in beautiful Charleston. Um, but e- each opportunity really um, has had its own kind of unique, um, unique thing about it that that made me want to go. Um, so it, you know, for me, it was it was all about following my passion and, and wanting to be a manager and and. I coached a little bit. So, you know, this kind of gave me the opportunity to, to still work in the industry that I like, but, you know, um, to coach and manage and um, help people's career grow. 
Um, so, you know, I was always chasing kind of the next, the next opportunity um, and the next big leap to, to get me where I want to be. So we'll dive a little bit into what you're doing currently and how you began in the sales and service side of things. But I heard you say that you played a little bit of hockey as a kid. What position, how did you get into hockey? Did you have brothers that played? Like, what's the backstory on that? Yeah, so I, my brother and dad both, both played. Um, I was a figure skater first. Um, and then, and then dad and brother were just, weren't having it. Um, so, you know, they, they put me, um, they put me in some gear. I always liked going to the game. So I, I figured I'd give it a shot. Um, and then <clears throat> being a figure skater for so long, I skated backwards probably better than, um, most <laughs> players on the team at the time. So, um, I was a natural defenseman. Um, which is weird for me because every other sport I'm, I'm attack. I, you know, I, I score goals hopefully, but, um, yeah, I played, uh, I played up until, uh, college. I was playing some, um, some just like pickup. Um, but there wasn't a lot of girls, girls teams out there. And, um, so there's more men's leagues that, uh, were a little tougher. So, um, but I tried to play throughout college and then in New Jersey, um, they allowed us some, to to play a little pickup before, before work. So, um, we got to play on their practice ice, um, play a little pickup before work. Um, so I still try to skate, skate every time, every opportunity that I get. I think we got to get you on the ice. Uh, that's amazing. We do a, a few pickup skates with the staff. We haven't done it for a couple of years. I think COVID has kind of thrown a wrench into that, but we, we've got to get you on the ice. I'm impressed. <laughs> I had no idea that you had a hockey background. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe I'll put my finger, my, my figure skates on, do a little toe pick and you know what I mean? Like double the action. So, um, no, you know, my, uh, my hockey coach in high school. Um, so I played on, uh, on a high school team. Um, he, uh, Bruce driver, he played for the devils and the Rangers, um, was my hockey coach. Um, so he led a, a big hand in, um, in my success kind of as a hockey player and, and certainly as a defenseman. So you played sports, obviously you love sports, but when you went down mm-hmm. to college, you said you began with the Florida Panthers, was it always kind of a dream to work your way into the sports profession in some sort of ca- capacity? Yes, it was, it was really between that and, and coaching, um, and then, you know, uh, the, the school required a, an internship. Um, so, you know, I, I interned and then, it, you know, it, it always kind of, everyone kind of knew their path. And I just said, you know, I like sports. I'm just going to, I'm just going to figure it out. Um, and then I've, I've always just stayed on the sales side because it turned out I was pretty good at it. Um, but I, you know, I took my love of, of what I wasn't wanted to talk about, um, and, and just went career wise with it because it's so much easier to talk to somebody or to go into work every day, you know, loving what you're, what you're talking about, what you're selling, what you're teaching people, um, the experience behind it. So it, it very much felt like a natural fit as soon as I got to Florida, um, and, and interned. You also surf a little bit. When we first chatted, when you first got hired, that was one of the talking points, probably one of the selling points as well, making your way out to the West Coast. But one thing you did not know about the West Coast, at least in Northern California, 
And that is that the water is cold. Have you gotten over that? Have you purchased a wetsuit? And have you have you moved on from the shock factor that that when you found out that we do not have tropical water water here, our water is not warm. It is not Florida. Um, have you moved on from that? I ha- I haven't. No, I I haven't. I haven't bought a wetsuit yet. Um, I uh, I I went paddleboarding in LA over the weekend. Um, and stuck my, my foot in and was very unhappy. Uh, granted it's, you know, it's November, December, but, um, no, I, I'm, I'm frankly, I'm not over it. Um, I really, I love to be in the water to your point. I love to surf, um, and swim and, and just be outside. So no, I, I, to be honest with you, don't feel like I'm over it. Well, a wetsuit will help. A wetsuit would help, but there's nothing. There's nothing we can do about the water temperature. It is cold, and if you think I, that yeah, LA water I mean, is cold, then you're my, really in trouble. My East Coast blood is 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 well, it, that thicker blood. You know, I mean, maybe it's just you that needs the wetsuit. <laughs> I don't know if you don't wear a wetsuit, then you're sticking out. The, the, the wetsuits are very they're common. In fact, Jack O'Neill, who is from Santa Cruz, he invented the wetsuit. So. There was a reason why he, he invented it is because the water is very, very cold. here. <laughs> You'll get used to it. Everybody does. It just takes a little bit of time. You're, you've dealt with Northeast winters. I think you can handle, handle Northern California ocean temperatures. You've got a good point there. <laughs> I, want to, I want to talk a little bit about what you're doing now. We heard your background and it's an impressive background, all the different stops. I, I think it's awesome. The fact that you've worked in several different leagues in several different sports and, and no challenge seems like it's too daunting for you and it is a challenge to come out to san jose you loved where you were at in charleston working with the stingrays uh you come to the ahl with a team that's basically going through what we're considering a rebrand and kind of a rebuild if you will because of what we've dealt with in terms of playing out of an nhl building and now getting its own facility next year what was the sales pitch how did you make your way out west and why was san jose and working for the barracuda a desirable move for you you know um as soon as i spoke i spoke with uh eric runfast um who you know is our, our director and um you know and he just talked to me about the opportunity um you know i i, I took the conversation kind of going in thinking okay you know what you know what do they got um and then it just you know there's a lot of things when you think about the good parts of of um like pro sports right and and then you think about the triple a's and the in the minor leagues um sometimes it really comes down to resources so what was particularly exciting to me was being able to have you know basically the resources of the sharks organization and the backing from the shark organization but still having to um be able to have that fund that we can provide in a, in a minor league um, kind of sport. So between that, um, you really don't get an opportunity to, um, to, to open up a new building. Um, certainly don't get a part of, uh, you know, setting everything up and, and, you know, from the ground level. So, you know, being able to, you know, put my name on something like that, you know, there was, there was just so many things that, you know, ultimately made it, you know, kind of a no brainer. 
Well, when you look at your title, you're the manager of sales and service. And for people who maybe don't know exactly what it is, it's exactly what it is. It's it's not only are you involved on the sales side when it comes to tickets and getting people into the stands, but you're also on the service side. So that's that's catering to the fans and being that buffer between the actual hockey club and between the folks buying the tickets, questions that are asked concerns, um, different phone packages, all that stuff goes through you and your crew. So tell us a little bit about what you're doing and the crew that you've already begun to build here now that you've been in town for, for a little over a month. Yeah. So, um, you know, you know, you bring up a great point, like there's and and, and the reason why I feel like this is going to be so successful is, is just having that, those people, uh, set in place. Um, you know, the, the reason that we all love our jobs and, and I love my job is, um, is not only, you know, for the success factor on my end, but, you know, being able to, to see fans and, and how good of a time they're having and, you know, seeing families, friends, um, make memories. It, it sounds a little corny, but it's, it's honestly the best part of the, the, the gig. So, you know, our, our big, you know, while this year is, is still very important to us. Um, you know, a lot of what we're, we're thinking about is, is next year and then the new building, we just rolled out our deposits for, uh, to be able to place a deposit for season tickets, um, which we're really excited about. We, you know, are rebranding completely, you know, how we interact with our season ticket holders by, you know, just giving them the best service. So yeah, we're, we're really trying to, to make sure that, you know, that we can to, to make sure that, um, you know, this, this new brand new building um, and our season ticket holders are, you know, are having as much fun as, as we're having right now on, on seeing it being built and, you know, having this shiny, shiny new toy for us. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of, um, you know, uh, people that are season ticket holders of the, of the Barracuda that, you know, have, have voiced, you know, certain perks that they want to take advantage of, or, you know, don't feel like they've been able to take advantage of. So truly we're trying to, to listen to them and um, building this, this new arena is, is certainly the start to that. We're talking to Samantha Davis, manager of sales and service. I'll leave you with this final question. You mentioned this year is still very important and it is right. We've got a full season ahead of us and we're going to, and I think this is an opportunity to, to use this season as kind of a runway going into next year, going into opening night next season, first home game in your mind, what are you waiting for? What are you so excited about that first night? Because there's a lot of work that needs to be done before that night, but what do you see and what do you envision that first night in the brand new building? Honestly, it's, it's really, it's seeing it built um, and it's seeing everybody in there. It's seeing a full building because, um, you know, I think the players feed off of it. Um, you know, unfortunately, because we're at SAP and, you know, we, we can't fill it. Um, it feels less like a, a family, like you're coming to that, to that game uh, and you're sitting next to the people that you know and seeing people every day that, you know, that you know. And so I'm just looking forward to it being a true full house, to it being so loud um, to where, you know, the players are just 
you know, you can feel it on the ice. You can feel it outside there. You know, one thing I always tell, you know, my staff every opening day or whatever, you know, opening night where it is, is like, just, you know, stop and smell the roses. And this one is, is going to be hopefully one of the sweetest, um, just knowing put, you know, 4,200 people into that building, um, and, and hopefully taking care of, of every single one of them. You know, I'm, I couldn't be more excited to, to see a, a just truly a full building, um, and, and everyone having a really good time. Yeah, I can't wait to. It, it, it's uh, it's an exciting time for the team. I know the players, there's been a buzz uh, among the players going into next year, and that kind of tells the full story. You know, for the team to have a home ice advantage at the AHL level, I think it's not only going to pay off from a financial and a business standpoint, but it's going to pay off in the long term from a development standpoint, too, for players because they need to play in front of fans that support them and not saying they don't now, but it is very difficult in a building that holds 17,000 plus to try yeah. to to really get that home ice advantage that's going to be that's going to be created in the new building. But uh, Samantha, we can't thank you enough. It's been awesome getting to know you in the early going this year. I'm excited for everybody on the staff because we have so many new people. I'm excited for everybody to finally catch their breath. We're going to hit uh, the holiday break in a couple weeks uh, and hopefully everybody can kind of decompress, take a deep breath. We could charge through the second half of the season and then look ahead into the new building. But I know you're going to be a key piece to the success of the new building. And again, we're excited to have you and we're excited to see what's in the future as well. Yeah. Thank you for having me again. Super excited for, for this season too. I think like you said, it's a, it's a good runway for us. We, we're still doing all the, the fun promotions and, and everything like that. So excited to, to get to know our current season ticket holders, find new ones, um, and really, you know, start to be our, our own separate little, you know, piece of home of, of San Jose and um, couldn't be more excited to, to be involved. Thank you so much for having me today. Appreciate it. That's going to do it for this episode of CUDA Confidential. A big thank you to Samantha Davis for joining us. A reminder, the Barracuda will be on the ice in Abbotsford on Saturday from the Abbotsford Center beginning at 7 o'clock. Our pregame coverage will start at 6.30 at sjbarracuda.com slash listen. And as always, you can watch the game at ahltv.com. That's going to do it for this episode of CUDA Confidential. I'm Nick Nolenberger saying thanks for listening and so long until next time.